This could be the waning days of the Eric Adams administration, if you've seen him of late. Got bags underneath his eyes. Walks around with burner phones from Motorola. Ever since the FBI snatched his two phones out of his hands in front of his police detail. While he was giving his speech at NYU, he's got a rat in the detail who was working directly with the FBI. That has uh, Eric Adams scratching his head wondering who's the rat in his police detail. And they publicly humiliated him by putting him in the Chevy Suburban that we pay for, $95,000, with the tinted windows, tricked out, big rims. It carries all of his clothes. It's like a moving dry cleaning store with all of his $5,000 customized suits and accoutrements. And they basically searched him, searched him down, took his cell phones, gave him back three days later, and you know they took the chips out. And now Eric Adams is all paranoid that members of his inner circle are cooperating with the U.S. Attorney of the Southern District in providing uh, information that could lead to his indictment for political corruption. So he's absolutely paranoid at doing anything in his normal watering holes, which has always been Club Zero Bond in NoHo downtown. Whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond. He's suspicious now. There's a uh, restaurant, Osteria, owned by the Petrosian brothers, convicted felons. They can't even qualify for a state liquor authority license. He would normally have sit-downs in the back, wouldn't pay for booze or food or anything. But now he's suspicious of the Petrosian brothers because they know how to play the game with the feds. So he's decided to burrow in up in the Bronx, figuring there's two pluses to this. He needs to cater to the Latino and Latina community because in the recent polls where he's down to 28%, the lowest polling rating of any mayor in the history of polls. The one group that has bailed out on him in a dramatic way are Latinos and Latinas. They assume he's guilty of political corruption and many of them first generation uh, legal immigrants are really pissed off that he's rolled out the red carpet for all the illegal aliens and gone the whole nine yards for them. 
So today he has decided to try to recoup some of that. Could I have my, a little bit of my music underneath? Just very low, wrong way, Lou Rafino. He's having his state of the city address, not in a municipal facility as has been the tradition. Last year it was in Flushing Meadow Park, the uh, huge uh, assembly area where halfway through his presentation he said he was going to declare war on rats and no Curtis Lee would not be his rat so I got a good chuckle from the predominantly democratic crowd but now he's trying to squeeze all of this in to a restaurant owned by a guy who's had a sordid pass in running clubs and restaurants Fernando Mateo who they resurrected uh Let's see, it was the Bronx GOP, the Queens GOP, and the Manhattan GOP. And they said, oh, this guy is a Trump-loving Republican. Uh, he's going to kill Sliwa in the Republican primary. And I crushed this guy. Because as I campaigned out there, I said, this guy's a Bill de Blasio Republican. He became a confidential informer. He was actually doing straw donors to aid and abet Bill de Blasio's re-election when he ran against... Uh, Nicole Maliotakis that second time around. So he was supporting the continued destruction of New York City and knew that he would be going to jail. He'd get clips. So what do you do when you know you're going to jail? You approach the feds. You become a cooperating witness because you know that they want information on others, especially when they consider you a small fish in a pond of whales. So that's how he escaped that. But he is also a guy who owned the infamous La Marina, which was a nightclub and restaurant right along the Hudson River, right there in Inwood Park. He had a license to run it, and all it had was shootouts and drug dealing going on on a regular basis. In fact, the state liquor authority suspended their license and said, this is an emergency order. I've taken licenses and revoked them for much less. This place is out of control. The manager for Mateo was a drug dealer. It was all kinds of illegal activity going on in that club that negatively impacted uh, uh, Washington Heights and Inwood. So a padlock. So now what does Eric Adams have? His state of the city address in his Cuban restaurant, Fernando Mateo, Zono de Cuba, which is on top of the post office, the central post office in the Bronx, right there at uh, 149th and the uh, right at the intersection. I don't know how the hell uh, Eddie Grant Concourse, he got a license to have a restaurant on top of a federal building, but he did. That's the very federal building that became infamous because it's where the 44 caliber killer, David Berkowitz, used to work his swing shift 3 to 11. Coming from his home in Yonkers before he'd go out roaming to shoot women and men who were together going to nightclubs or going into the lovers' lanes. So that's just to update you on that. The guy is so paranoid, he doesn't trust the normal facilities because they could be wired up like a Christmas tree. I just suggest that in within moments, fire marshals, I know you're listening. If I were you, I'd go into that restaurant, Zona de Cuba. I'd look at the occupancy level. There's no way that they're within the limitations. They've probably exceeded it. And then shut down the mayor's press conference. You can do it. The mayor does not control the fire marshals. Neither does Kavanaugh, the fire department uh, commissioner, 
Noah Eddie Kaban, uh, missing in action, out of town Eddie Kaban, a police commissioner who has been a tremendous disappointment. And speaking of Eddie Kaban, the other place in the Bronx where Eddie Kaban and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, have been hanging out on a regular basis right along Westchester Avenue in that industrial area, is at Consofrito which is owned by Richard Caban, a former police officer, brother of the police commissioner, Eddie Caban. He has the state liquor authority license. He claims he's the owner-operator. Everybody knows he's just fronting it. When you go on all the social networking, you see the real owner, the real guy who wines, dines, and pocket lines, officials, and cops, and hip-hop monsters and drug dealers who frequent this place. It's Jimmy Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, there have been fire inspectors who have gone in there, and they padlocked this facility. The Department of Buildings issued violations. They didn't get any of the licensing requirements to open up this club and this restaurant. And now they're on the cusp of losing their state liquor authority license, and they're trying all the political pull they can get from the corrupt Democratic uh, county machine. Carl Hasty might as well declare that it's... Rodriguez, the real owner and operator, is eclectic. But the mayor has decided that in order to hide from the authorities, to hide from the investigators, to hide from the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District, and the FBI, it's better to hang out in the Bronx, where he's surrounded by thugs and thuggets, people who are felons. And by the way, police officers are told right at the police academy and College Point, uh, upon graduation, you cannot hang out with known felons. You'll lose your badge, your gun, your pay, and your pension. And cops have done that. They've lost their entire life as a result of being caught hanging out with known felons. You go to Concefrito. You go to this uh, Fernando Mateo Zona de Cuba, which is where the state of the city address is taking place today. And there are known thugs and thuggets. And drug dealers and hip-hop monsters and others of a nefarious quality hanging out, mixing in with cops, police officials, officials of the police unions, the mayor, his uh, entourage, elected officials galore, fundraisers, free food, free booze. You scratch my belly, I scratch yours. Well, guess what? We're starting with the padlocking of Consofrito. And after today's activity at Zona de Cuba by a man who declared himself to be a Trump-supporting Republican. What a liar this guy is, Fernando Mateo, as he now attempts to run again and get the Republican nod to run for the mayor of the city of New York. Best friends of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He was the best friends of Bill de Blasio who within eight years single-handedly destroyed the city that we love, a Bill de Blasio Republican, I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on it. Over my dead body will Fernando Mateo ha ever have anything to do with the Republican Party again. And if leaders out there want to encourage him to make a second run, I'm waiting to crush him again.
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. The theme song of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens. Now at night, he hangs out in the Bronx at Consofrito, owned by Eddie Caban's brother. A hangout for felons, drug dealers, politicians, cops, heads of police unions, other unions, and nefarious individuals soon to be padlocked with its state liquor authority license removed. What are these scratchiata? And now we have the state of the city address not being given in a municipal building, of which there are many in all five boroughs, but at Zona de Cuba, another questionable location owned by Fernando Mateo, whose claim to fame was he had run La Marina, that's a drug spot with lots of violence in which the state liquor authority had to swoop in and say, hey, we got to shut this place down. The community is complaining. It is attracting a criminal element. But the mayor has decided that he will put out for public consumption uh, what he stands for and who he is, knowing that at any moment the long hand of the U.S. Attorney of the Southern District, Damon Williams, may unseal an indictment, and boy, then he's got double trouble. He's already texting every conceivable donor imaginable to donate to his legal defense fund. And there are people who have all of a sudden suddenly said, lose my number, pal. I'm not going to jail for you. Because <laughs> let's face it, even his, uh, even his uh, phones that he has now, Wide up like Christmas trees. All eyes are on Adams. Now, yesterday at his press conference, he decided to say that tourism is back. And who knew that not only does he ride the subways all the time, not, but he walks around Times Square. He takes a constitutional in Times Square every night. Tourism is back. And anytime you walk the streets, particularly in Times Square, when I do one of my uh, evening walks, you see just the excitement and the energy that's buzzing. The excitement, yeah, to avoid the uh, nudistas. Those are the women who are naked, who are painted red and blue, exposing themselves as they try to pickpocket uh, tourists. 
And then all the superheroes and cartoon characters, illegal aliens from Passaic, who come in each day on New Jersey Transit bus, and they're, like, uh, really shaking people down, demanding that they get money, all the other hustlers in Times Square, and he feels that tourists are back. How can tourists be back? A third of the hotels are being utilized for illegal aliens. So how could the tourists be back? Where are they staying? By the way, the hotel owners and operators love it because limited hotel space means that you can charge more and more money per room. We're already being charged $400 a room at the old Milford Plaza, which is now New York Row. That's that, that's outrageous. No, no, no. Tourists are not back. And then uh, he said something about jail. You know, he claims to be knowledgeable about jail, Justin Ellick. You know, he says he went to Spotford. I don't believe that. And then he made this statement yesterday in his press conference that was absolutely stupid, though. In my 22 years of policing, I would never allow a person that's accused of a crime to sit in the back of a vehicle without being handcuffed. Because oftentimes, even when we search people on the street, they secrete weapons on themselves. And you'll come later and then go through the car to do the final inspection and you'll find sometimes a gun, sometimes a knife, sometimes a razor would be in the back of the car, even if you do a field inspection. And many of these inmates are masters at secreting weapons on themselves. Did he say what I thought he said, secreting? Wrong way, Lou Rafino, are you aware that means that they would put these weapons in their anal cavities? I'd like to see how they negotiate a single-edged razor. Up their butt. Now, look, I dealt with guys who had a single-edged razor between their cheek and their gum. And the moment you see that, you punch them right in the mouth. It's going to cut up their mouth. You don't give them a chance to pull out that single-edged razor and slit your jugular. you got to be preemptive. What the hell is Eric? i got to hear that again. Inmates, guys who just been arrested... Uh, withholding contraband, especially weapons, up their butt? In my 22 years of policing, I would never allow a person that's accused of a crime to sit in the back of a vehicle without being handcuffed. Because oftentimes, even when we search people on the street, they secrete weapons on themselves. And you'll come later and then go through the car to do the final inspection and you'll find sometimes a gun, sometimes a knife, sometimes a razor would be in the back of the car, even after you do a field inspection. And many of these inmates are masters at secreting weapons on themselves. <laughs> you would think one of the many members of his staff would say, uh, Mr. Mayor, it's not exactly... Uh, what they do. And then Adams, uh, during the presser, said that no migrants are going to be sleeping in the street unless they choose to. We're not telling anyone they have to sleep outside on the street. Uh, we're, we're, we're giving them the, the, the policy. People are making the decision that this is what they, they want to do. Now, hold on a second. You mean to tell me an illegal alien is laid up at the Milford Plaza, New York Row now, or the Watson Hotel, and now it's time that they got to be shipped out to another shelter, let's say to the outer boroughs. It's not necessarily a hotel. It's a normal shelter. 
and they choose to sleep in the streets in this weather, Eric Adams. Well, no, he's a damn it. You know, he's obnoxious, uh, omnipotent, pretentious, obstinate, because he thinks he knows it all. We're not telling anyone they have to sleep outside on the street. Uh, we're, we're, we're giving them the, the, the policy. People are making the decision that this is what they, they want to do. Uh, we have created rooms for people to wait in. We have done everything to accommodate to say, here's what possible, what's, you know, what's, what's possible. And so to give the impression, uh, that, you know, what we're just, uh, evicting as, as used people out, it's just being, it's not being honest. You know, it's not being honest. I'm going to be out today uh, at the Roosevelt Hotel, Justin Ellick, and I'm going to be out at Floyd Manor Field. I'm going to ask, obviously through interpreters, uh, the North Africans speak uh, Arabic and French and the Venezuelans speak Spanish. Would they prefer to uh, sleep in the streets if they had to be moved from this facility to uh, another normal shelter? I guarantee you there's nobody who's going to opt to sleep in the streets. And then uh, he spoke about... Again, he always reverts to this, how, you know, he had been abused and basically uh, how others have been abused. And he's never going to allow the police department to abuse anybody. You can't take away as a child um, the being abused by police officers, uh, you know, young man being stopped unjustly. I don't think there is a, an African-American or a Latino young man that grew up in my uh, era that didn't go through this. I was stopped as a police officer while off duty. Uh, cops would sit around and say uh, what they've gone through and now, you know, they got into uh, experiences. And so I'm not going to allow uh, our police department to be abusive. But hey, uh, Justin Ellick, uh, could you find out if he ever got a JD card? I did. If he ever got wooden shampoos from cops, I did from the 69th precinct. I wasn't Hispanic. I wasn't black. This guy, man, he can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. And then he talked about the paperwork that a cop has to uh, indulge themselves in. And under this new uh, bill, how much more they'll be responsible for. Each one of those individuals, you are going to have to do that documentation. It's already on your body camera and you got to do it again. And so anyone who's dismissive of all this only takes uh, 60 seconds or a matter, matter of seconds. Let's say it takes a minute. That's a thousand minutes. That's a thousand minutes. <laughs> and now here's Mr. Subway expert, Mr. World Traveler. He was asked to comment on these low budget uh, barriers that were put up on 195th First Street Station and the number one train up in Inwood. I mean, they totally low budget. And he weighed in as an international traveler. When I'm in other countries, uh, you know, they do the same thing. And so I think we have to move towards how do we separate the platform from passengers to sort of prevent people from being shoved on the track. Hmm. Uh, can I hear that one more time, uh, Lou, because uh, I didn't quite get the gist of what he was saying there. When I'm in other countries, uh, you stop, know, stop that. The only countries he's been to lately is Turkey. We know that seven times to collect the loot from Erdogan. They do have a, I believe they have a subway. I've never been to Turkey in Constantinople. I believe. I believe. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I have no idea what he is talking about.
But he said he's doing his part. We need to figure out how to prevent some some, some people from being pushed on the tracks. We're doing our part, uh, dealing with those with severe mental health illness. Uh, Debbie Mayor Williams, Ison, and her team send down our outreach workers uh, to sort of, you know, talk people to get the care they need. So we're going to do our part. Everyone must contribute to finding safer ways to protect passengers. I've seen nobody out in the subways doing any kind of mental health interventions. The city spends millions of dollars, uh, gives it to different groups. To be honest, I'm down there every day. I, I've never seen anybody doing interventions. Uh, I've never seen them patrolling along with the cops. Uh, hopefully today he gives us some insight at his state of the city address at Fernando Mateo's restaurant, Zona de Cuba. Oh, my God. He has the worst friends out there. <laughs> and then he says he's a man of the people, Eric Adams, in his $5,000 customized suits. He's a public servant. The term co or pro and all those other terminologies, they don't mean anything to me. We're all colleagues. We were elected by the people. I'm a public servant. I walk in a room and people stand up for me. I say, don't stand for me. I stand for you. What? Don't stand for me. Are you kidding? He loves that. And in fact, he says, would you make a donation to my legal defense fund? I need money desperately because the U.S. Attorney's Office has an unlimited supply of money. You brought in more than $650,000 to your legal defense fund. That's a lot of money and a little bit of time in the last two months. Wondering what type of donors uh, gave that money to your legal defense fund. Uh, 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 Jack will go into uh, the, your, your first part of the question. Uh, uh, and I would just say the... Boy, stumbles and mumbles. Uh, I can tell you there are a number of people who have come to me who have said that he has texted them asking that they contribute to his legal defense fund, and they feel like they'd like him to lose their number because they don't want to end up in the newspapers. And then lastly, uh, because today he'll probably talk about how much better the city is doing fiscally than it was a few months ago when we were on the brink of fiscally dissolving, you know, it's feast or famine with this guy. You know what this reminds me of? Justin, did you ever see the movie Casino with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci? Did you ever see that movie? Remember when De Niro's character Sam is speaking to Justice McQueen about firing uh, Webb's brother-in-law, and he came up with the statement of the day. That means either he was in on it, or forgive me for saying this, he was too dumb to see what was going on. So do we think that Eric Adams has been in on this, or do we think... That he's too dumb to know what's going on. Can I hear that one more time from De Niro's lips? That means either he was in on it, or forgive me for saying this, he was too dumb to see what was going on. Straight from the uh, movie script of the casino, I'll be talking about this on the weekend and the overnights. We'll give all of you an opportunity to weigh in on that. Up next, it's left versus right. As Anthony Weiner enters into the gladiator ring after the end uh, of the New Hampshire primary just yesterday. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. The Rip and Read presents Left versus Right. Wiener versus Lewa. Anthony Weiner in the house. Uh, first, uh, 
Do we yet know who's going to be in the ring with you left versus right Saturday, 4 to 5? See, I don't like the way that you guys are doing this. I, I think we know, but no one's telling me. I'm kind of like, you know, am I going to have Mr. T against me? Am I going to have Clubber Lang against me? Am I going to have Drago? You know. Well, what? last weekend it was me, but uh, our ratings were down. When you're in with John, the ratings are up. Yeah. So it's up to the boss man to determine. But you had a chance to uh, look at the results of the New Hampshire primary. What uh, conclusions did you come to? The big winner, Nikki Haley. I mean, you know, we now have two races, Iowa, New Hampshire, where roughly 50% of the vote goes against the guy who's the incumbent, basically, right? This is as close as you're ever going to have to an incumbent. When LBJ only got 58% in Iowa, in, in New Hampshire, he dropped out. I mean, George W. Bush didn't do well there against Buchanan, and he wound up losing. If you're Donald Trump, here's what we're learning. A lot of Republicans and almost all the independents don't like you. So I think that's why, that's why Donald Trump is getting so animated about this. But I think all these hot takes about, oh my goodness, Donald Trump has swamped another election. No, 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 no. He should be getting in the 80s and the 90s. I keep hearing how popular he is among Republicans. He's popular among very conservative Republicans, and unfortunately, that's not who elects presidents. Well, you do realize a year ago, he was dead on arrival. Everyone was predicting uh, they're going to bury him. He's sitting with Kanye West, uh, Nick Fuentes, Nazi boy, and that Milo guy having dinner in Mar-a-Lago, and it was over. It was over, and yet this guy takes a licking and just comes back kicking. And, I mean, he's giving speeches. He's going on. You juxtaposition him against the president of the United States, Joe Biden, now, and it's sort of like, wow, this is a vibrant guy, the Energizer Bunny, and Biden, he's just shuffling and puffing and puffing around. He's the Energizer Bunny if the Energizer Bunny thinks that Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi are the same person. He's the Energizer Bunny if the Energizer Bunny is up at 2 o'clock in the morning with all caps sending out tweets about Nikki Haley. Look, he is sweating, Donald Trump is, because I think he is seeing that his hold on the traditional elements of the party, definitely there. If you are an institutional Republican, you better line up and kiss his ring. If you're conservative, he's your guy. But remember who elects presidents. It's the moderates in these handful of states, and they came out last night 70-30 against Donald Trump. Well, I'll tell you what I think Nikki Haley is up to, because her whole vernacular, her body language, her posture, everything in the last 72 hours – it's like she's gone for an audition away from what she was doing for most of the previous part of the campaign before Iowa and then New Hampshire. I believe that based on what the group uh, No Labels has said, they are looking for a high-profile Republican to lead their third-party ticket with the Democrat as the vice president. I believe by her suddenly out of nowhere claiming that, oh, Trump and Biden are exactly the same. They're no good for the country and there needs to be an age uh, an age test. You shouldn't be over 70 if you're running for president of the United States. I think her reiterating that part, but now basically saying that Trump is no better than Biden, Biden is no better than Trump, she has auditioned for the no-labels party line. If she were to get just 5% in an election, a general election, which is very generous for an independent candidate, you know what that would do to all the polls. We don't know where she'd be getting a vote from. Or some would assume it would be Trump. Others might say Biden. Then you got Kennedy in there. Who knows how many states he qualifies in. I do know that the No Labels Party is qualified in 13 states. They have an operation to qualify their candidate. 
I think that's what she's doing. She's auditioning for that line. And that's why she says, I'm staying in the rest of the way. Because you got nothing to lose and everything to get. Yeah, the pro- only problem, I mean, that's not a bad theory because we're always trying to figure out how the reporter is going to impact it. Usually they don't impact it very much. I don't think they will this time either. But if you look at where the money for no labels is coming from, it's coming from Republicans, not Democrats. So if they really, it seems to me they're more likely to go with someone who's going to draw votes away from Joe Biden. Nikki Haley just came out of a, of an election, assuming she drops out, where she was getting a third, 40 percent of, of a vote against uh, uh, Donald Trump. These are Republican primary voters. I'm not sure it works out. I tell you one thing we have learned in this race. Ron DeSantis is on the air to Donald Trump. Nope, you're not the heir to Donald Trump. Uh, Chris Christie says on the anti-Trump. Nope, we don't want you either. What is Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley was all over the map. She did pretty well yesterday, but I think more likely that that was what she's doing now is figuring out how do I survive to fight another day in 2028, which is why Ron DeSantis screwed her by dropping out at the last minute. They're all thinking about 28 at this point. I think she'll be put in the Mitt Romney box by a lot of Republicans. She'll be the female version of Mitt Romney. That's why I think if uh, no labels reaches out to her, she she's definitely capable of raising a lot of money, that she'll do it. Because then she puts her agenda out there to the nation. Remember, left versus right. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.